A very well, well welcome this morning to another live broadcast. This is Isaiah Phillips Akintola on our prophetic prayer uh, um, network. This morning, by the grace of God, I will want us to continue, amen, on the line of thoughts we, we've been looking into for a while. We've been dealing with uh, um, putting on the old armor of God. There are one or two uh, scriptures I'd like to share with us this morning. But before we we do that, I would like us to pray. Father, we honor you this morning for your eternal love, for your mercy, for your grace and your goodness that I knew every morning. Great is your love towards us. Thank you, Father, for awakening us this morning into a brand new season, into a brand new day, into a new moment, oh God, where we can savor, oh God, yes, that which your spirit is proclaiming and declaring for our time and for our generation. We thank you that we are the sons and daughters of this prophetic season. And we have presented ourselves to you this morning, O oh God, yes, as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for it is our reasonable service, O oh God. We conform not to the patterns of this world. We conform not to the elements of this world, but rather we declare that we remind ourselves of who we are in you, our identity, our values and standard are sourced from a life beyond this realm of God. And so, Father, this morning, as we take our place and our, our stand in the heavenlies, oh God, yes, Father, we declare in Jesus' name that we will be able to, yes, move on the earth and, and bring forth your will and counsel. Thank you, Spirit of God, that as you continue to awaken our hearts and remind us of who we are, our place and our identity in you, that we are of the second man, the last Adam, that your spirit of truth will continue to establish us, oh God, on the path of righteousness, that we will not be discouraged, oh God, or be distracted, oh God, by false identity and false impression. And so I thank you once again this morning that as we seek your face, as I bring your people, oh God, to the place of the birthing, to the place of divine establishment, to the place of vision, oh God, that once again we will be calibrated, we will be established, we will be, we will be reinforced, oh God, yes, in the place of divine representation, and you will be glorified in our lives. We bless you this morning. Thank you, Father, for your will once again that will be manifest that will be revealed we honor you oh god that your word your will your counsel your plans and your purpose will find expression in the earth oh god that lord as long as you can find a people in the earth that believes in that which you want to do that yes you can use them as gates oh god yes into their community so we thank you this morning once again that as we position ourselves in the name of jesus in that place where you can yes walk through and speak through as you position us as Adam, the second man, oh God, the last Adam, in this gate, at this point, in this place, oh God, Father, that your will will find expression, that your word will find inroad, that your healing power will flow, oh God. Once again, we remind ourselves that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will say of the Lord that He is our refuge, yes, our fortress, our God. In you, we put our trust this morning. You declare in your word that you would deliver us from pestilence. So as the pestilence Pestilence, oh God, continue, Almighty God, to ravage the earth. We declare that we are under divine safety. Father, we thank you for your glory and grace this morning that keeps us. We believe in your keeping power. Thank you, Father, for the power of restoration. We thank you, Father, for the power of deliverance. Also, we thank you for the power of your kingdom advancement that is at work in us. For you are the God that is at work in us, both to will 
and to do of your good pleasure. May your pleasure prosper in our hands this morning. We thank you, Lord. We will continue to proclaim and declare what we believe. We are people of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight, and therefore we call forth the things that be not as though they were. Once again, I thank you, my Father. I honor your name for lives that you'll be touching, that you'll be empowering, that you'll be reforming, that you will be restoring this morning. Men and women who will get up, oh God, from weakness, oh God. Men and women who will get up, oh God, from that place, oh God, of faithlessness to the place where they will begin to see themselves in the light of your truth, oh God. I thank you for hope this morning that will be restored. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of love that will flow into our heart, into our lives, oh God. We bless you this morning that your word once again will give us clarity, will give us direction. We honor you. We bless you. May your kingdom come this morning. We bind our minds and our thoughts to your divine intention, to your prophetic intention. We say yes to your ways. We say yes to your will. We declare this morning that we are sons and daughters, yes, of the king. We are sons and daughters of God and therefore no evil will befall us. No evil, no plague, no power of hell, no powers of darkness will be able to stop us this morning. What you have begun in us, you are able, you are able to finish it. We thank you this morning. Grace, 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 grace we receive. Grace, grace, life we receive. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you so very much, my dear brother, uh, uh, Brother Giwa. Thank you for connecting this morning. This morning. Nice to have you. Thank you so much. Well, we, we've been dealing with, uh, uh, you know, uh, the armor of God for a few days now. We've been talking about that. And, and I think this is something that uh, uh, is relevant and important to the, 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 the nature of the days that we live in. All right. We need to remind ourselves again of where we stand, who we are. Amen. What the spirit of God has, has made available for us in terms of, you know, uh, uh, our war gear and the ability to, to move in, 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 in the the light of you know the darkness that is pervading the earth from all angles uh, uh, let me let me let me quickly go back to Ephesians chapter 3 excuse me Ephesians chapter 6 and then I'm going to I'm going to come to the main scripture there are two scriptures I'd like to share with us this morning Right. We share scriptures in our prayer time because we pray the word of God. We pray the word of God. There's nothing else, amen, that we can use, amen, as 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 resource to pray. The best way to pray is to know what God says in His Word, amen, and pray that back to Him. Once we are able to pray, amen. Once we know the heart of God and we're able to pray, amen, His His, his Word back to Him, then we are sure, amen, that we are in a safe in a safe zone. All right. Now, so God 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 says we must remind Him. Amen. Of his word, we must remind him of the things that he has spoken. Amen. Jesus, when he faced Satan, amen, at that you know point when he, he finished fasting, the Bible says he quoted the scripture. Remember, even the devil himself was quoting the scripture, and Jesus also said, "It is written." So, if we don't know what has been written, you know, on our behalf, if we don't know what the Lord, amen, has spoken regarding the complexities of our day, then we don't have anything, amen, to war with. We don't have anything to use in, in, as 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 weapons. Amen. Our weapon is in the word of God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, amen, but against principalities and power, against the rulers of darkness of this world. We cannot see this principle 
principalities we're talking about. But guess what? Amen. The word of God itself, amen, is spiritual. And therefore, if we if we stand, amen, in the principle of the word, that authority and life that is established, amen, within the word of God goes and begins to war on our behalf. The Bible says, amen, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul, amen, and the spirit, the marrows and the bones. The word of God is a discerner of the very intent of the heart of man. So if we want to be on, on the winning side, we have to know what the word of God says and know how to appropriate the word. Not just know what the word says, but know how to use them. Amen. Know the time, the event, the place, amen, the situation, the condition, amen, uh, uh, that is appropriate for what we are reading. We've been dealing with the armor of God because I, I sense, you know, a few, few, few weeks ago, I sense that we've entered into into a season where the enemy is is really trying to hinder, frustrate, and 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 weaken us. I mean, the year the year is still very young, but a lot of people are already feeling some you know impact from you know from the from the past of darkness. And the reason for that is because amen of the objective, the prophetic objective of God for us, not just for this year, but for the decade. So we 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 are we are we are you know. How's the word now? We should be happy for the fact that we have been called, amen, to be, you know, to be a portal, to be, to be a gateway into a new, into a new decade, all right? I mean, this, this is something that we can rejoice over, but I also understand, yes, it can be very you know, challenging when we don't understand or we have not been prepared, all right, for the kind of, you know, responsibility that is, that is before us. Now, so it's important that we... Are, at least for somebody like me to continue to remind us, amen, of what, where we are, why we have been brought to where we are right now, amen, and the way forward, all right? And the Lord will never allow us to face situations that he has not given us enough capacity or resource or, you know, or strength or, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, grace to deal with. So we have enough. We have enough strength. We just need to keep our eyes focused. We just need to keep our mind aligned, amen, to what the Spirit of God is saying. That's why the scripture says, let those who have the ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Our problem begins to uh, uh, become even more complex when we, when we reflect refuse to listen amen to what god is saying that's that's where the challenge is all right so the challenge is not the fact that the enemy is trying to stop or we weaken us the challenge is the fact that we are not hearing because if we can hear what the lord is saying at every given situation then we know how to move our ability to advance amen is directly connected to our ability to hear god to hear his voice to hear his mind that's why we have to come daily isaiah 50 said we have to come daily our ears must be instructed as one that is being taught we have to come daily we have to hear we have to pray daily we have to commit ourselves daily because when we pray we don't just get to request things from god amen but we we also get to hear what god is saying regarding situations that's one of the reasons why we pray we don't just pray to you know to bombard heaven with our request with our need we also pray to be able to hear god let those who have the ears hear what the Spirit is saying. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking things regarding our life, regarding our situation. 
regarding that challenge, regarding our business, our career, our home, our family, our children, our husband, our wife, amen, regarding the nations. The Lord is speaking to us even regarding the coronavirus, amen. The Bible says, amen, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will serve the Lord. He is our refuge, our fortress. In Him we put our trust, amen. So there's no coronavirus. There is no powers of hell that can touch us. We have to stand on what God's word says because the word of God is life. The word of God, amen, is the weapon that heaven has given to us to defend ourselves either from, you know, some pestilence, from virus, amen, from, you know, attacks, whatever the attack may is. God has given us his word. The word of God is life. The word of God is a leather weapon. The word of God is strong enough to defend us, amen, to protect us from the counsel, from the powers of hell. And we have to believe in that. I believe in that, amen. The word of God has continually sustained me. There's nothing else that sustains me than the word of God. My, 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 my life, I don't have any source from anywhere. I have, I, have no, I have no dependence from nowhere. I live by faith, by the word of God. I live based on what the word of God says. Amen. I, I, I just depend on what the Lord says and I watch him do what he needs to do. I don't have no godfather somewhere or godmother somewhere. Somebody say, okay, this is what I'm going to do for you. No, no, no. My expectation is of the Lord. And that's the kind of faith that we need in this season in time. If we're going to survive the days ahead, if we're going to survive this season, we must be people, amen, who are sourced, who are resourced, who are, who are connected to the heart, to the core, to the spirit of God's word. The word of God must be life to us. The word of God must be real to us. It, it cannot just be, you know, business as usual. The, the nature of the days we have entered demand a new, a new, a new attitude, a new system of response to the things of the spirit it demands that we wake up amen it demands that we change amen our war gear it demands that we change hallelujah our you know our, our garment we we cannot go amen with with the mentality of the past with the mentality of the old we have to understand that that which is before us require real men real men real men <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it is, it is, it is Goliath that say, give me a man, give me a man among, among you, give me, no, not, 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 not one man can be found, hallelujah, in the days where King Saul ruled, not one man can be found. So these are days where the Spirit of God is tearing our heart. We must know the caliber amen, of, of, of men that the Spirit of God is, is producing. And that's why we've got to deal with the things that we're dealing with. All right. So let's go back to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm, I'm going to read again Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. We've been talking about the armor of God amen, in our morning prayer school. Now listen to the word of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Like I said yesterday, this was the summation. This was the summary of all that Paul has been sharing all right, to the church in Ephesus. The church in Ephesus was one of the most strongest. In fact, it was the strongest apostolic hub. All right, in, in Asia Minor, there all of the revelation and 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 ascended truth, all right, that we saw that transformed society back in those days were all shared, amen, into this church of Ephesus. So here is Paul saying, based on their strategic location and based on what the Lord, amen, was going to use them, all right, to do to carry out on behalf of the kingdom. Paul is sharing with the people, he said, Timothy, tell them that I'm saying they must be strong in the Lord. And it's important why Paul, amen, is emphasizing that because we can be strong in so many things, but not in the Lord. We can be strong in our own idea. We can be strong in our own opinions. 
We can be strong in our own philosophy. We can be strong in our own idea. We can be strong because uh, we have some money stuck up somewhere. All right? we, we have a strong economy. Have you seen how God is shaking everything today? <laughs> have you noticed the heaven? God is shaking everything. I mean, some, you know, a few, few weeks ago, I was talking about how God was going to you know, deal with China. I mean, we see that this was China you know, a few months ago with Boston. We have the strongest economy just in a few weeks. You see what coronavirus did. China became like a ghost town. I mean, you, be, be, be afraid of God. Be afraid. Just in one, in one, on less than two days, three days, 400 billion, billion dollars was wiped away from, you know, from Shanghai Stock Exchange. 400 billion in one day. God is speaking to us. He's speaking to us. Get your priorities right some of us you know our boss is 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 is, is our source our workplace you know the job we have that's where we depend on we have strength in so many things some of us is in our nationality you know it's in our identity you know it said be strong in the lord have you noticed it didn't say be strong in in in, in christ he said, be strong in the Lord. Because if your strength is not in the Lordship of Christ, you see, the only way you can be strong in the Lord is when you come under, under the Lordship, when he becomes sovereign over your life. Be strong in the Lord and in the power, you see, the power of God only flows from the Lordship of God in our life. I'm talking about putting on the whole armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Many of us, want, we want the latter part. We want the power of his might. Yes, I want the power of God. But first of, firstly, you have to be, you have to be strong. We have to, you have to yield. Your strength is in the lordship of God over your life, over your, over, over your ideas, over your mind, over your thoughts. When Christ takes his position as Lord, not just as your savior. Yes, he has saved you, but as he become your Lord. Have you surrendered to his lordship? Have you surrendered to his sovereignty? Those areas that you're still struggling with. No, you've got a very strong opinion about what you think a man is and what you think a woman is. The ideologies that the war system are, has pumped into your mind that is, that is fighting and struggling with the identity of God and the place of God in your life have to give way. Because listen, when the Lord wants to come into our life, he doesn't take 99.9. He doesn't take one half and say, okay, well, I, I'm just going to occupy this place. You can have the other rest. No, he wants all or he doesn't want none. He wants all of us or he's not going to get anything or he doesn't want anything. If you cannot give him all and don't tell me, oh, well, I'm just trying to yield myself. No, listen, listen, listen. You cannot fool yourself and deceive yourself into this thing. God knows when you have totally yielded yourself and your life, amen, to him. He knows. He knows when he's the Lord of your money. He knows when he's the Lord, amen, of your idea. He knows when he's the Lord of your home. He knows when he's the Lord of your, of your relationship. He knows when he is first and he knows when you're pretending. He knows that. So we cannot pretend when, the, when it comes to the things of God. We have to totally, completely yield to the Lord of God be strong in the Lord there's a reason why they use that word Lord when the spirit of the Lord rests on him yes then you're going to begin to see the nature of God flow wisdom knowledge hallelujah counsel power 
until the lordship of Christ becomes a revelation to us. Amen. The operational life, the ascended wisdom of God, the wisdom, the knowledge, the counsel, hallelujah, the spirit of the fear of God. We cannot walk in all that such that we begin to walk not by what we see or what we hear. Have you noticed how the flow, how the flow, amen, works? It's the lordship that produces, amen, the, the, the fruit or what you call the ministry of the spirit. It's from the ministry of the spirit that, that becomes resident in our life that we are able to walk in what is called ascended advanced prophetic life. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or what he hears with his ears. But he will judge in righteousness. That cannot happen. You've got to follow the flow. The lordship of God is what is needed in our day. Particularly in the church. We need the lordship of Christ. I'm talking about, amen, putting on Putting on the whole armor of God. We said the armor of God, amen, is the position that we find ourselves in Christ, in the mind of Christ. The armor of God is the mind of Christ. And that mind, of course, is divided into various areas of our life. All right? The armor of God is the, is the nature, is the life, is the value system of Christ. It's Christ residing in us. He said, let this mind be in you. The armor of God is not just some things you wear physically. No, it's a state of the mind. The armor of God, amen, the, the, the ability to walk, amen, in that invisible reality where you, you, you become a leather weapon yourself, amen, is a state you find yourself in Christ. When you have yielded, the Bible says, when you have yielded yourself, you, are totally, you have totally surrendered, hallelujah, in obedience to the will of God. Then the, the power to Bind and to lose is released into our lives. This is what, what is what is what is needed in our society. We need real men. We need people. We need we need people who understand, amen. The the, the, the value order, the principle, the, the the chain system of the kingdom. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. It says them. Put on the full armor of God. I spoke about that yesterday. Put on the full armor, the armor of God. The armor basically begin to tell you, amen, about, about war. The, the world we live in today, particularly the seasons we live in. These are days that are characterized by warfare. And our war, the Bible says, is not with flesh and blood. Our war is not with flesh and blood. Our war, amen, is a war of truth, is a war of ideology, is a war of culture. Our war, amen, is in the realm of human, human ideology, human, human belief system. All right? How the world are defining things to us today. The world, the world to a certain degree, has been able to, to reconfigure how we think. We, we, we have been assimilated into a strange alien you know, in a world system. That even how we think and interpret the word of God today suits the world system. Haven't you noticed that? So the word of God cannot work because we are interpreting the word of God based on the worldly system. I was saying this some time ago, all right, that, you know, the, the, the humanistic system has been able successfully, I repeat the word again, successfully penetrated, amen, mainstream church. That how we look at the word, how we look at ourselves, how we look at our identity, how we look at our masculinity, how we define our femininity, amen, all of them, how we define leadership are all defined by the world system. And that's what we preach. 
No wonder, no wonder the power of God cannot flow. No wonder, amen, the Lord is not present in what we do. We're preaching the word, but we're preaching the word with a perverted mindset. That's why the first thing that must happen, amen, in this reformation, amen, in this return, hallelujah, we've got to embrace the ministry of Ezra. He has to sit us down and begin to teach us. The, I mean, if you have been in bondage, if you have been in captivity for 70 years, my God, you need some Ezra in your life. You need some ministry of Ezra to redirect you. The Bible says, and Ezra, when they return, all right, in the rebuilding of the temple, when they return, the Bible says that Ezra, who was a teaching priest, if there is anything that the church need in this day, as we move out of the old, as we come into this new day, as we step into this new order amen, of the emphasis of the spirit, as the spirit of God begins to speak to us about reformation and, and, re and restoration, amen, based on this third day order. Listen, friends, we have to locate the Ezra's in the community. We have to locate the ministry of Ezra and the Nehemiahs. You're going to see later that Ezra and Nehemiah, amen, are, 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 are parties. They, they work together. You cannot separate these two. You cannot talk about the restoration of the walls and the, and the rebuilding, amen, of the bond gates if the ministry of Ezra is not in place. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because what we are restoring is not just some physical structure. What we are restoring, amen, is the value order, the value system of God that have been destroyed and we've got to believe it to a large degree they've been destroyed that's why we argue all kinds of things today in the church we debate all kinds of things today <laughs> today the, the definition of man amen it, it has become so has become so loose you don't even know who is a man again you don't know who is a woman again because you don't you no longer define a man or right, by 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 his by his masculine by, by sexuality no because a, a man can be a, a you know can can be a, a woman can be a man <laughs> what a day we live in where we we we've changed the values the agenda i just realized that i did not connect my microphone so my voice must have been hollow all the while. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. So we live in a day where <clears throat> everything has changed. Values have changed. Identities have changed. Customs have changed. Traditions have changed. And that is the plan of the enemy. No wonder the scripture says when the, when the son of man returns, will he still find faith? Will he still find faith? How will he find faith? Because people of faith, amen, they've gone the other way. They've crossed to the other side. You know why? Because we do not understand what the power of identity is. When God created man, the first thing he did, the first proclamation is, let us make man in our image. It didn't God did not create gods. He created men, amen, in his image. And don't tell me, well, men are when men are made to be gods. No, we are not, we are not gods. We're not equal to him. We are, but we are made in his likeness. And his likeness is his nature, is his character, <laughs> is, his, is his expression in terms of you know love, in terms of you know, you know, doing that which pleases him. Alright? We express his life, we express his nature. But never you compare yourself. 
amen, that you're a God. He said, because I'm born of God, so I'm God. No, no, no. That, that, that is taking truth to another, you know, a, another extreme, which of course all right, is, gaining, is gaining popularity. That, that line of thought, that theology is gaining ground today in, in the body of Christ, particularly even here in South Africa. I've heard men preach, no, we are gods. We are God. He's a jealous God, friends. You're his son. You're his daughter. But you're not a God. The power that he gave Moses as a God to Pharaoh was the power earlier to bring Pharaoh under his knees, to bring Pharaoh down, to bring Egypt down. That's a resident authority and power given. But your nature, you're not invisible. Hallelujah. You surrender, you yield. You see, that was a mistake, you know, Lucifer made. Because Lucifer thought, with all that heaven has given to me, with all that I've been designed for, I'm a God! I will rise above the stars of God. He made a mistake. People are making the same mistake today. And heaven is bringing them down. It doesn't chip in who we are, what we represent. No, it doesn't make us lesser humans. No, we are made in the image of God and we should be satisfied with that. And with that understanding of the image of God in our life, ah, we can do wonders. We can do wonders. We can move mountains. We can part red seas. Come on. We, we can cause dead things to come back to life. What we're seeking for is power, right? But a power that is not residing in Christ that has transformed our life is not a true power. You see, Hitler taught, amen, he needed, he, he wanted to conquer the world. So he grew up, he grew in power. You look at his end. Mussolini's the same thing. Many people have tried it. They will still find people today trying to gather some power, financial power. They come, they, they will all meet their end. <laughs> they will all meet their end. We have to understand what the Spirit of God is demanding and requiring of us in this new day. As we move in the power of the kingdom and in the power of the age to come, we need to remind ourselves constantly that we have to humble ourselves for that power to reside and to flow. Un humble yourself under the mighty, under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you. He's the one. He's our lifter. He's the, he's the lifter of our head. We don't do it by our own might. Let's not, let's not get into extreme theology. Where we think we become invisible. No. It will finish us. It, it will finish us. I mean. <laughs> come on. Let me not get distracted with that. Let's, let's go. It says. It says put on the whole armor of God. So that you may be able to stand. Why do we put on the armor of God? For us to, for us to have stability. The armor of God gives us stability. Alright? And that armor is defined, amen, by the counsel, by the wisdom of God. God said to, you know, to Moses, this is how I want you to address, hallelujah, uh, uh, you know, Goliath. Well, Saul said, I know how to address Goliath. If Saul knew how to address Goliath, why didn't, why didn't he go face Goliath? If, if Saul believed that, amen, his, 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 his armories were, were invincible enough to face Goliath, why didn't he go? It's time, uh, amen, to, 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 to refuse. It's time to undress from the wrong, wrong values, wrong belief system, wrong mindset that we think is going to help us. David said, I cannot go with this. I'm talking about, the, you know, putting on the armor of God. I'm talking about us taking a stand in this, in this last day. There are all kinds of agendas, belief systems that we've imbibed that are from the camp of Saul. No wonder we cannot move because those things are too heavy on us. Thank God for wisdom. 
You know, sometimes we want to obey, we want to honor, we want to respect the old, the old past. All right, we want to respect them. We say, okay, okay, let me just wear this thing. After all, he's the king. Listen to this. When a season is over, it is over. When the time of a man is over, it's over. When a move, amen, has become obsolete, listen to this. You've got to begin to find a way of exit into the next thing the Spirit of God is saying. Because it's in the new order, it's in the new things the Spirit of God is saying that you're going to find the resource to advance, the resource to do the next thing the Spirit of God is unveiling. And we're saying that heaven has brought us into a new decade earlier. Now we are being undressed, now we are being reclothed, now we are being taught, now they are bringing the ministry, amen, of Nehemiah and Ezra into our life so that we can be we can be rebuilt, we can be prepared, we can be established once again, amen, to, to go forth and establish the counsel of God and we have to surrender we have to submit to that we have to follow we have to respond to what the spirit of God amen is saying he says so that you may be able to stand what happened amen regarding the wall is that the wall could not stand the wall collapsed the, the powers of darkness were, were able to bring down the wall. The wall came down. The wall defines amen, our immune system, our spiritual immune system. The wall defines our identity. The wall defines our security. Amen. They brought it down. They brought the wall of Jerusalem down. Jesus stood amen, at the gate as he, as he was about to enter Jerusalem. And he scanned in the spirit and looked at the state of, of Jerusalem and he began to weep. A lot of people would have laughed at him while he was weeping. Because, I mean, everything was looking okay. There was rejoicing. There was celebration. But he was able to see prophetically. May heaven open your eyes to see things. Amen. Through the eyes of God. May heaven open your heart of understanding. For you to be able to measure things. That when you look at things at the moment. And they look all nice, quiet, and cool. That you, you begin to weep because you can see the future. That you can begin to pray because you can see the future. When I look at certain things and I look at certain people, I can see the future. And I, I just start praying, heaven, help us. Because these people are even blind. They cannot see. He wept. He wept. He wept over a Jerusalem that looks secure. That feels secure. He said, you cannot even see that you're already surrounded. That the enemy has built an embankment around you. That they will dash your, your children against the stone. That, 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 that you will not be able to escape this, this captivity. 70, 70 AD later, the Roman Empire came, destroyed Jerusalem, desecrated the temple. You see, if we're not, if we're not following the prophetic fingerprint of God, listen, we're going to miss our day. We don't want to miss our day. So now heaven is saying, I need you. Some of us can <coughs> excuse me. Some of us can even be saying, "Well, everything is seem to be going well for me. I'm standing. I'm praying. I'm seeking." Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> friends. As sojourners, we don't we don't just live in the now. We also prepare ourselves for what is coming. You may be enjoying Amen summer right now, but you gotta understand that winter is coming, and you need to prepare for winter. You don't wait for winter to come before you start preparing. Before you start gathering the wood. Because once winter comes, guess what? It's too late. That was what happened to those virgins. It was too late for them. Now the scripture is saying, I need you to brandish. I need you to, I need you to cleanse. I need you to wash. I need you to get yourself ready. Put on the whole armor of God. It's a time to align your mind. 
It's time to yield yourself. It's time to bind yourself to the prophetic desire and demand of God. Father, is there things that you're doing in this new day that I'm not aware of? Lord, help me to locate it. Help me to connect with it. Help me to find your ways, your will, your voice, your intention for my day. I don't want to miss my day, Lord. Lord, I'm bringing my home, my family under this new order, under this move, under this proclamation, under this, this declaration of your spirit. I'm bringing my household under it. Align my heart to your voice, to your mind, to your will. I want to hear what your spirit is saying for the now. So that I can be prepared to engage. See, you're seeking that, you're praying that. And heaven says, Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna lead you that you may be able to stand, you may be able to stand against the schemes. You see, what 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 is coming, what is coming our way, amen. It's not that some devil with two horns, I'm gonna kill you. No, no. This enemy is coming to you, he's coming to your doorstep, amen. Through what the Bible calls a scheme, a wow, a subtle deceptive attack. The scripture said, while men were sleeping, he sneaked in and saw all kinds of ungodliness. Our people have slept in society, in communities. And men are still sleeping today. And the enemy is still, is still gaining access into homes, into minds, into, into, into you know, companies, into systems. Uh, you, you understand? When we don't have enough strong firewall, the enemy, the hackers, amen, they break through. Amen, and, they, and they just put a malware there. They put something. They put a virus there. You, th you still think you're secure. No, you've been compromised. Many people today have been compromised while they think they're secure. Why we still think, oh, hallelujah, hand or power. No, 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 we, hallelujah, we secure, we, <laughs> no, no, the enemy has sown a seed. And it's just allowing the seed, all right, to grow with your system, to grow with. So people are growing with the wrong, wrong mindset, wrong belief system. They're growing with pride and they're calling it, no, it's my right. It's, it's what I believe. Now, now, we no longer look at what God says. We no longer see. We no longer value our life based on, based on how the word of God describes us. No, no, no. We base our life based on what society says. Based on what the UN says. Based on what some ungodly you know, uh, community says somewhere. <clears throat> and we continue to fight the will of God. We don't know that we've been compromised. A wrong seed has been planted into our hearts. We have to keep our heart posture. We have to keep our mind aligned. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. No wonder the scripture says daily we've got to present ourselves to God. Amen. As a living sacrifice. Daily you have to present yourself. You know what happens when you present yourself? Heaven scans you. They scan you in the place of prayer. They see if there is compromise. If there is an ungodly seed. If there's a virus there. Come on. If there's a malware there. Sometimes it's just a Trojan. The enemy comes out and, you know, and get into your you don't know it's a Trojan. Have you watched that movie, amen? Where, where you know, they, 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 you know, this, these guys, they, they, they wanted to destroy the nation. They, all, they, all they needed was a Trojan horse. While all kinds of things are hidden. You know, you still think you're sleeping, you're okay. Here comes the army. They come down from the horse and they ravage, destroy the entire land. This is what is happening. This is what is happening to South Africa, friends. This is what is happening to our continent. Our leaders have been captured, all right? We, we don't understand that. We have to stand. We have to pray. We have to seek the face of God. Men have been captured. You see men today playing the role of, you, you see boys playing the roles of men. People who don't have understanding, who have no sense of direction, who have no vision. 
They're speaking on our behalf. We are all watching them. It's time to rise up and pray and begin to say, Lord, give us men in days where there are no men in the land, amen, to remove the curse, to break the back of wickedness, to destroy the stronghold, amen, of this, of, of this, of this giant of a beast called Goliath. May God send to us a David. Have you noticed that manhood is not defined by age? There was a boy who had encountered God. When we encounter God, amen, we have what it takes to represent the position of manhood at the gate. If, if a man has not encountered God, you have no authority to call yourself a man. And of course, that also re relates to women. If you have not en en encountered God, why do you call yourself a woman? You're still a girl. Because our encountering of God, amen, position us in that realm where we begin to see God's intention for our life. Where we begin to understand, amen, the purpose of why we have been constructed, why we've been designed, why we have been made the way we are. That is still a problem to a lot of people. A lot of people in our society today do not even understand the purpose of their identity, the purpose of, amen, of, 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 their, of, of their masculinity, and the purpose, amen, of their femininity. They have not discovered that why am I a woman why am I a man we've not discovered that when we talk about manhood and woman all we reduce it is to sex come on something is wrong with us we've got to wake up and realize that everything that God created he created with a divine purpose there's a purpose why he made you a woman there's a purpose why he made me a man there's a purpose why he created the man first there's a purpose why he gave the man amen and helped meet we've got to track all that that we don't allow the world system to continue to define to us, amen, what the world means, what, what you know, society means, what manhood means. Come on, we, we've got to wake up. Jezebel is destroying, amen, <laughs> you know, the society because of weak leadership in terms of Ahab. It's time to rise up. It's time to pray. Alright? Just before I came this morning to you know to to, to broadcast the lord drop us a very strong word because i've been thinking you know for for a few days now in fact since two days ago i've been thinking about the concept of what is going on in society why 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 are we having a failed society and it's amazing the lord dropped this word in my spirit it is a distressing distressing thing to discover that certain people grew up in an environment where they never really experienced the quality life of a visionary godly man to the extent that when they meet such men, they belittle them and disvalue them like the image of the unworthy father in bracket and men they grew up to know. I mean, that's a handful of words, but let's, let me read it again. The Lord dropped this in my spirit this morning. It is a distressful thing to discover that certain people grew up in an environment where they never really experienced the reality, the reality, the, or the quality life of a visionary godly man. That you, you, you grow up, you never really get to know, you never get to experience within your community, within your household, may be with your household, amen, what, re, what reflects, amen, a, a true man. A true man, a true man, a man of God. You know, a man of God is not one with a color. <laughs> a man of God is not just one, amen, who preaches behind the pulpit. I'm talking about a man that reflects the image of Christ. A man that, that reflects the life, the glory of God. A man, amen, that, that images Christ to you. You never experienced that, so you grew up. Finally, you met a man that is godly. 
And you reduce that same man to the man you knew who was unworthy, who was nothing. All right? And you never really get to understand that I need to shift this mindset that all men amen, are not shit like they call them in South Africa. That's the, that's the definition of men in South Africa. They say men are shit. Men are nothing. And when you do that, amen, you, you continue to destroy the society. Listen, friends, I want to say it again. Men are not the problem of this nation. Amen. It is corrupt men. It is corrupt men. Let me underline it again. Men are not the problem of this nation. It is corrupt men. You, you can't say because there is corruption in society. Therefore, all the people in society are corrupt. That's a narrative. All right. They paint, particularly from the West. When they want to refer to Africa, they say it's a dark continent. When, when, they, when they look at certain, you know, certain, certain nation in Africa, they say, these are the most corrupt. I mean, how do you, how do you generalize a definition? But you see, those are the value systems that we have systematically imbibed ourselves. So when they say we are nothing, we cannot ever amount to nothing, we accept it. And therefore, we, we cannot rise. I'm not one of them. I was sharing yesterday how the scripture amen, showed us that, in fact, there were two kinds of men in the Bible. All right, There was the first man. And there's this world the Bible called the second man, the last Adam. I'm of the I'm of the latter one. <laughs> Amen. I must have been. I, of course, I was born by Adam. But guess what? Through the power of redemption, the Lord changed my life, transformed my life. Amen. I'm no longer the seed of the first man. I'm the seed of the second man, the last Adam, and that gives me authority and a position in the earth to stand and to represent manhood. If we don't understand this thing, we'll continue to image, we'll continue to reflect evil. We'll con I tell you, do you think as society, do you think government have the answer to all this thing that is going on in society? Where men are raping, you know, one year old, you know, they're raping one year old child. Where men in South Africa are, you know, they're killing innocent, you know, innocent children. What, what is wrong with us? What is wrong with, the, with our definition, with our identity? Something is wrong that we, we don't want to address those things. But I'm believing the Lord that we will use this platform to address these things. So, so don't generalize because the more you generalize, the more you, 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 you empower that evil spirit. You say, after all, they say all men are shit, all men are this. So let me, why don't you also do the same? You see, we're not helping the matter. By generalizing, by condemning all the men. Because listen, there are godly men. And God said, if I can find one, we still read it in the scripture. You know, Ezekiel you know, uh, 22 verse 30. God said, if I can find one man among them, I dare to be one among them. And you can dare to be one too. In a day where the scarcity of men, we have to show up. We have to emerge that we are of we are of Zion, that we are of Christ. We are of the last man. We are of the second man, the last Adam. We are still Adam, but not after the first man. And we have, we carry, I carry a solution to this land, to this nation, if they will listen. But we have to, first of all, debunk our minds from the wrong values, from the wrong beliefs. All right? The fact that there are false prophets does not mean that all prophets are false. The fact that there are false apostles doesn't mean all, all apostles are false. The fact, amen, that there are false Christ does not mean that there is no, you, you don't have the real Jesus. Even the Bible says many Jesus will come, many Christ will come in my name. <laughs> come on, what are we talking about? Our ability is the, the issue of blindness, excuse me, our inability is the issue of blindness. The fact that we cannot separate, we cannot identify. 
You know, when I came to this nation, it took me years just to prove that I'm not one of them. Just to prove that I'm a, I'm a better Nigerian. I'm a different Nigerian. It took me years just to prove that. And one of the ways I have to prove that, all right, is not to talk about money from the concept of, I can't even ask people that I'm in need because you, the moment you stop, ah, you see, you see, you see, you see, that's what Nigerians do. They come to South Africa to collect money. So I have to zip my mouth. I have to believe God to provide for my needs because I cannot ask. I said, the Lord move and stay the heart of people. And that was good because that taught me faith. It took my faith to another level. I had to do things that is totally, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know, different from, you know, where I come from, because I, I, I needed to be accepted in the society, because God sent me here. Because nobody's gonna accept you as a Nigerian, just like, okay, he's a Nigerian. Oh, well, welcome. Thank God for the people who accepted us, like Sister Myrtle, who believed in us, <laughs> you know, back in those days, in the early days where we came to this nation. But today, people are seeing the fruits. So you cannot generalize, you cannot generalize all Nigerians are corrupt, all Nigerians are like drug pushers, because that's the idea. When, when a Nigerian comes to South Africa, oh, those Nigerians, you know, they're bloody, you know, are drug pushers. They're just pumping drugs into our children. No, no, no. When you generalize, all right, you create more problem. The society today is too, is too open. It's too, it's too, you know, the, the walls are down, all right, that you cannot generalize. And the same thing we're doing, all right, with men in this nation. We generalize. We condemn all the men. We condemn all the women. No, we cannot do that. We've got to deal with things, amen, on an individual basis. There can be a one, a, a, a one million evil men, but among the evil, if you find one in righteous, then in the days of you know, Noah, God found one. Among the entire nation, there was no man righteous except one, Noah. And God was willing to use Noah. It was a different man. Until today, God is still scanning and looking for the Noahs. <laughs> God is still scanning and looking amen, for, the, for the Daniels. God is still scanning and looking for the Deborahs, for the Esthers, who will make a difference. Amen. That's the problem. That's the issue. We have to understand that we cannot join the world system to generalize evil. No, evil cannot be generalized. We choose to be a better South African. We choose to be better Nigerians, better Africans. We choose to be better humans. But we cannot be better if we don't have the spirit of God in us. Because there's nothing we do of our own power that makes us better. No, our walk amen, is, is, is our righteousness, as the Bible says, like a filthy rag before God. He, he, he makes us amen, what we are. And he's the one that will sustain our ability to continue to represent him. Hallelujah. We will continue to speak truth to power. Regardless of who they are, where they are. We will continue to declare and expose the evil in this nation. Amen. And continue to align the heart of people. And continue to give people perspective. Because what South Africa lacks is perspective. You cannot generalize. You cannot look down on all the men. You cannot talk down on all the men. Men are gates to society. Heaven designed it that way. Men are gates to society. We need to begin to have a different vision and begin to pray and seek the face of God and align, amen, the heart of men back to their true identity. And there are things we can do, amen, that will change the plight of men in this nation. It's a project. We can do it. There's nothing. Listen to this. Listen to this. There is no problem that cannot be resolved. No matter how difficult, 
No matter how complex that problem is, every problem are meant to be to you know to, to be resolved. That's the power of entrepreneurship. <laughs> I was thinking about that a few days ago. I said, wait a minute. The definition of entrepreneurship is solving problems. So where there are problems, you must find people who can solve the problem. You create jobs. You create you create wealth. Come on, it's solving problems. There are too many problems in South Africa that we need the right caliber of people to resolve. Our problem is the how we think. We, f we fix our mind on the problem, not on the solution. We're too fixative on the problem. We, we need to ask ourselves serious questions. Why are men doing the, the men doing the things they do? Why are they doing it? What, what's leading them to doing it? All right? If it's psychological, let's deal with it. If it's spiritual, let's deal with it. Amen. If it's, if it's economic, let's deal with it. And of course, all these three things that I just mentioned, amen, all combined together that is causing this problem. But more so is the issue of the lack of, amen, of lack of visible, you know, caring fathers at home. And we've got to understand, you know, what, what led to that? Why do we have men, amen, who cannot take care of their children? Amen. What, what's the issue? What leads to that? You know, they, they tell you, oh, no, don't discipline your children. Don't, 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 no, no. No, you see, that is, that is exacerbating the problem. That is, that is putting more fuel in the problem. No, a godly man who loves his children should be able to discipline his children. I love my children enough to be able to discipline. Listen to this. If you love your children to the point that you cannot discipline, discipline them, then you're creating a, a destructive future for them. If you love your children enough to the point that you cannot talk to them, you cannot discipline them. Listen to this. You've created a, a, a future that will be destructive for them. Love is not in staying, it's in, in restraining, amen, in staying, you know, your blow. No, love is in expression of, hey, it's not, it's, you can't do that. I'm talking about the armor of God. Put on the oil armor of God. You see, it's an entire order of life that we have to come into. It's a system of thinking that we have to come into. It's a position, it's a mindset, hallelujah, that we have to understand. We must understand what the spirit of God is demanding and requiring of us. We have to allow, amen, the Spirit of God to show us, to teach us, amen, to empower us, to enable us in such a manner that we can overcome. Excuse me. Oh, hallelujah. Quickly, let me show you another scripture before I go this morning. I like the scripture. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It says, therefore, prepare your mind for action. There's a translation that says, guard up the loins of your mind. Guard it up. Guard up. Now, you won't, you won't appreciate the scripture if you don't understand the context. All right. Now, this scripture, remember back in those days, in the, you know, in the, in the first century, you know, the way people dress, they always dress like wearing a robe. All right. You wear a robe, everything is flowing down. And this scripture is written in that context, all right, that if you want to be a man of action, all right, you've got to roll up your robes and tuck it in to your belt, all right, to, you know, what, you know, how they dress back in those days. You have to dress in such a way that when you want to run, you don't, you don't stumble and fall. It's in that context that Brother Peter is writing the scripture. 
that you guard up the loins. So you you roll off, you know, your ropes, all right? You 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 make yourself smart. That's the word. You make yourself smart and free. So guarding up the loins of your mind for action means you are ready to run. Remember, Paul also used this analogy in another place. All right, he says he says if you want to run, you've got to pre be prepared. Amen. To run and win the race. He said when you, when you are fighting, don't fight as one that is shadow boxing. You've got to fight with precision. You've got to you know Paul uses all these images. All right, that they you know that they used back then in the gladiators. Because this, these are these are realities to people. You see, many a times when we read scripture today, we we don't put ourselves in in the in the historic shoes of of the context to which our scriptures were written. That's why sometimes we don't understand scripture. We try to read scripture, but we we seem not to understand what they are meaning because they wrote the scripture in the context of their society. They wrote the scripture in the context of their society. So when he says, therefore, prepare your mind for action, he's saying, be prepared like one that is going to fight in, you know, in, 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 you know, uh, uh, as a gladiator. Be prepared to run. He said, be sober-minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that is given to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Friends, we are coming into the day of a revelation, but we cannot enter, we cannot appreciate or experience that revelation if our mind is cluttered. If our mind, amen, is, has, has been cluttered by all kinds of robes, all kinds of dressings, all right, that is hindering us from running. They say it's time to run, but you're, 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 you're tripping, you're tripping, amen. There are things tripping us. We're falling. He says, so, he say, he say, guard it up, roll it up, all right? Have you seen some of those Roman guys, how they roll up their, you know, their pants? I'm not talking about the ones that wear leather, you know, the ones that wear clothes. You see, particularly if you, if you watch you know, the idea of how slaves dressed back in those days, almost like naked. Back in those days, the slaves are almost like naked, you know. So you've got to be ready for work. You've got, there, there, there mustn't be anything dis distracting you. You've got, there has to be, you know, freedom. Your mind must be free, focusing on one thing and one thing alone. Jesus Christ, he must be Lord. Remember, we dealt with that. When we're dealing with Ephesians chapter 6, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord. That condition of the Lordship of Christ gives us a man strength. The Lordship of Christ in our life is the position of our strength. The Lordship of Christ in our life is the position of our strength. The Lordship of Christ in our life, amen, is our position of strength. Be strong in the Lord. You cannot just be strong in Jesus. You have to be strong in his lordship. <laughs> amen. When you come under the lordship of Jesus Christ, amen, then your heart, your mind is ready to do what? To engage. But when we are distracted by so many things, you know, you're distracted by every opinion. Everything you read on social media must bother you. You know, you must comment. No, you must speak. You must say something. You've got to have an opinion about everything you read on social media. You cannot be ready for what, amen, is coming. Because some of the things that we read on social media, they are there to distract. Have you noticed? I don't, I don't respond to everything. I see a lot of things. I only respond to the things that are, are, are important to what heaven has called. In fact, I had to, to you know, unfollow certain people. I had to remove myself from certain you know, uh, groups. Because one, I'm not contributing. And secondly, it's a distraction to me. So why must I be involved in, in everything? No, no. If you're going somewhere, if you have a vision, guess what? You only invest in things that enhances where you're going. That's vision. But if you don't have a vision for life, then what you read, you know, well, what somebody says will bother you. Then you have to consider, no, 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 no. That is distraction. 
That is distraction. Get rid of this subtle distraction. Remember, that's what we're talking about. There's a subtle distraction that the enemy, hallelujah, is bringing across our way. And those distractions are there to deplete your strength, to deplete, amen, your ability, to deplete your focus, to deplete. To, to deplete, amen, your, 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 your ability to advance in the things of God. Why do we do what I do? I mean, I'm on social media to keep, to, to keep people, people's vision, hallelujah, straight and narrow. To keep you on that straight and narrow path. To keep you focused. I don't write things that, you know, just to excite the flesh. No, no. Who has the time? To excite the flesh. Who has the time, amen, to be loved or not to be appreciated? No, no. You want to. The time, the Bible says, amen, the, the, the time is too short to be playing around. Guard up the lines of your mind. Be sober-minded. The enemy is locking around. The enemy is not going to attack from, you know, the, the place or point you expect him. He's going to sneak in. But when he's sneaking, you should know that you are very much alive. You are very much awake. He says, oh, come on, come in, make my day. Now when the enemy comes, he finds everybody sleeping. The gate is wild open. And he comes in and sneaking. And does what he needs to do. And he goes. And you wonder why there is commotion in the house. Where there is trouble, amen, in the marriage. You know, a lot of people don't even understand why they are fighting, why they are quarreling, why they, things, where there is no understanding, where there, where there cannot be communication. All right? You just don't understand because while you were sleeping your life away, the enemy came in and sowed discord. See, because you grew up, you were never taught that when you wake up as a woman, your, your duty is to pray for your children, is to pray for your home. Stand in the gap, hallelujah. Lift your hand and proclaim the name of the Lord and gird the day in the, in the, in the spirit of righteousness. Now you just get up in the morning, oh, hallelujah, praise God. You know, Babylon is calling. Oh, you must go walk, you must labor. The race is not for the swift. The battle is not for the strong. Friends, our strength comes from the Lord. Our strength is in the name of the Lord. The Bible says, from the days of Enos, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Can you this morning, amen, commit yourself again to the ways of God, to the will of God, over your life, over your home, over your family, amen? I mean, look at this morning we've prayed. Uh, you look at what is going on across the globe. Coronavirus, they say it's becoming, you know, pandemic now. All right? Places that they never expect that this thing will get to. Now it's reaching there. And some people are even speculating it's already in South Africa. And some people are already panicking. Come on. They who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. One of the promises of God in Psalm 91 is that he would de deliver you from pestilence. It would deliver us from pestilence. All this ungodly virus, let them stay where they are. Not on my watch, not in my home, not in my area. Come on. We're not even prepared. Is Africa, you don't, don't even think about it. It's going to be a massacre. Because our government, we don't even have, I mean, these are, these are people that when they sneeze, when they sneeze and get a cold, you know what they do? They fly to America. That is how terrible our governments are. That when they have headache, they go. To, they don't trust. They, they don't even. They have not even invested in 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 in, in infrastructure. All right, <laughs> in medical infrastructure. 
That even the little they have, or when they sneeze, they don't believe in that because they know what they've done. They rather go to London. They have to go to America. They have to fly. If if they are colonized from France, they go, they fly to France. If they are colonized by the Britain, they they fly to to you know to Britain. That's where they go to get medical. You know, may God deal with all these people because you see, oh, where do we start from? Where do we start from? That the government we claim we have do not have trust in their own in their own facility in their own doctors. So when a coronavirus strike Africa, what do you think is gonna happen? You see, that's why we have to pray because God is our strength. God is our help. He's the only one that can protect us. And I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about our people because we have to care for our people. They don't care for them. We have to care for them. You see, that's, 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 that's Nehemiah for you. He cared for his people. He said, I'm going back to rebuild the wall on behalf of my people. My people are in shame. My people are, 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 are in distress. Their life is in disgrace. I need to fix that. That is leadership. Zuma he was sick or whatever they say he, he had. He went to Cuba. Are you telling me that you don't have an hospital in South Africa that can take care of, you know, Zuma? But you see, it's the same trend all of them have. Buari, some years, two, three years ago, he was sick for almost, almost uh, four months, thereabout. He was there in London. What is wrong with our, our leaders? How do they think? That's why, you, you know, people want to give birth. They're afraid. I know some Nigerians, when they want to give birth, they have to fly down to South Africa just to give birth because they believe that South Africans, you know, uh, uh, hospitals are better equipped, and that's true. And the ones that are very equipped in, 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 in Nigeria, they're ex too expensive. The same thing with education. What are we talking about? Today, education is the most, is the most expensive thing. You, can, you don't want to send your children to school if you don't have some good money. Good money. Is that leadership? Oh, come on. Let me not just start. Or else <laughs> we can just continue and continue. I need to round up this morning. But friends, it's time to put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. The armor of God, amen, is sourced from the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is a reflection of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, amen, produces, allow us to walk in what is called, amen, the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of Christ, of course, is expressing what you call the gifts of the ministry or the, you know, the extended ministry. And when you have that in your life, you know what to do and you know how to apply those gifts at every you know, situation or condition you find yourself. All source in love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And love, amen, reflecting joy, reflecting meekness, reflecting all the rest. Self-control is all part of it. It's time we live our life from this new order. And when we do that, we can, we can begin to change the atmosphere. We can begin to change our society for good. Father, we want to bless your name this morning. 
Thank you for your will and your counsel that is coming to the full. Thank you, Father, for a clearer and a better revelation of your intention for our life in this new day that you've ushered us into. Father, we are not afraid because you have not given to us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and soundness of mind. We receive soundness of mind because soundness of mind comes from the mind of Christ. We thank you this morning that we are well established, O oh God, yes, in the reality of the ascended life in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that as we continue to engage this revelation of Christ, let our minds be guarded, O oh God. Let our mind, O oh God, yes, be guarded. We walk in the spirit of soberness. We declare in Jesus' name that we will manifest, we will reflect your divine intention for our day. We bless you, Father. May your kingdom come once again. May your will be done. I thank you for my brethren this morning who have connected with us, oh God. Thank you, Lord, as we share this life, as we share this wisdom, this grace, this truth to God. Father, may we all become a testimony to our generation, to our home, to our family. As you continue to speak to us about the second man, the last Adam, may we stand out, oh God, when men are being destroyed and being castigated and being washed down, oh God. When there's a generalization of evil done by men, may we say, uh-uh, there is one that is different. They said, they said, bring all the, bring all the men in the house of Jesse, but one was left behind. They help us, oh God, to know that, yes, we are different. That's why we are left behind. Thank you, Father Lord, that this day we will live our life based on the power of vision and revelation. That even in imprisonment, even in time where we have been imprisoned, that will not stop us from being true divine representative of your intention. We thank you, Spirit of God, that in this brand new day, we step into all the grace, into all the gift into all the strength and capacity oh God that men tapped into that today we look up to them as icons in the scripture may we oh God reflect oh God the grace of Joshua may we reflect the grace of Moses may we reflect the grace oh God of Daniel may we reflect the grace oh God in Deborah in Esther oh God in Nehemiah we thank you for the capacity of Ezra we honor you Lord this all these men they have a, an expression in Christ Jesus that as we have the mind of Christ we're able to function within the dimension of all these men because they are all dimensions of a life in Christ. So we thank you this morning. We give you the glory for hearing our prayer, for listening, for listening to us, for, for, for listening to us. Thank you that you will heal our land. Thank you, Father, that we are saved, O oh God, from every pestilence, from every attack, O oh God, from every coronavirus in the name of Jesus, from every destructive spirit oh god we we've been we've been tracking this this uh, uh, locust that has been eating crops in east africa father we declare in the name of jesus let those locusts go back to where they're coming from we declare in jesus name we we we, we, we secure oh god the atmosphere yes of east africa from kenya to tanzania to to utopia and the rest father we proclaim healing and restoration in the name of jesus father we declare that affliction will not strike the second time we come against the spirit of of pestilence in the name of Jesus we declare in Jesus name this day father we restore oh God your righteousness to those realm while these are all signs to us about the days we live in but father we declare that we are the ones that have come to build an edge to wage an edge against the destructive spirit Lord oh God we thank you we bless you we give you all glory we give you all honor may your kingdom come may your will be done May your will find expression in our lives and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we're done this morning for uh, uh, today.
Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Pastor Akin, for connecting with us. Thank you so very much, man of God. I really appreciate your connection, Brother Derek. Thank you so much. Thank you for connecting with us this morning. Sister Myrtle, thank you. Oh, oh I think I just changed. All right. Thank you, Sister Myrtle. Thank you, uh, Pastor Edgar. Thank you. And then my brother, uh, uh, Sylvester Williams, thank you so much for connecting, Sister Dioni. Amen. And of course, my brother, Giwa, thank you so very much, all of you, for connecting with me this morning. May the good Lord continue to cause his face to shine upon you. May he give you rest. May he grant you peace. May you stand out for him, amen, in representation. May his glory continue to radiate in your life. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day.